Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Pivoting with Emily. My name is Emily, and I'm the host of this podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about boundaries. Now, I'm not a professional. Okay, let's just go ahead and put that out right now. I'm a woman in my 20s trying to figure her crap out, and I wanted to have an open conversation about boundaries because I have been setting more boundaries in my life in the past, I would say, three to four years, and it's been making a huge impact. And when I discovered the importance of boundaries, I was like, okay, this is, I'm going to make a YouTube video, podcast episode. I'm going to make some kind of content about this in the future. So here I am. Well, when I finally decided to do that, I did a deep dive into some research. After doing research, I was like, maybe I don't know enough about this subject after all. So I'm actually super thankful I was able to do a deep dive and I'm excited to share some of my findings with you guys. I'm gonna be covering some categories of different types of boundaries. I'm also going to be touching on areas of your life that boundaries can have a positive impact on. And then I have two major tips on how to set boundaries. And so I hope you guys enjoy this episode, find it entertaining, insightful, maybe we'll see. But either way, before we get started, I wanted to do my three segments first. Those are my current inspiration, how I'm becoming the best version of myself and something I'm looking forward to. My current inspiration is all of the new summer music coming out. When I posted my last episode, it was right before Harry Styles dropped his new album, Harry's House. And what I'm about to tell you guys is pretty cool. Okay. I don't mean to brag, but in my last episode, which was my summer bucket list episode, I talked about my current inspiration being a bluebird. I kept seeing on my walks with my dogs and then Harry dropped his new album and in the song daylight, he talks about a bluebird. And I was like instantly connected with that song and with the whole album because I talked about a bluebird inspiring me. And then in one of my favorite songs from the album, Daylight, he talked about a bluebird. And who doesn't love that song? It's such a happy and fun song. If you've never heard it, trust me, I feel like it's just a good song, no matter what genre of music you prefer. Daylight, Harry Styles, Harry House, Harry's House is the album. Go listen to it, it's so good. But my current inspiration is actually all the new music coming out this summer. Two of my favorite artists dropped new albums, so Harry Styles and Post Malone. So I really quickly wanted to go over some of my favorite songs from the albums, but I'm not going to dwell on it too much because I know not everybody is maybe a fan of those two people. So let me pull up the album. Okay. Favorite songs. I'm just going to list them off. As It Was, Daylight, Matilda, and Satellite, and Love of My Life. These are the songs from the album that stand out to me. I think they're really good. And if you haven't listened to Harry Styles' album, then I have homework for you. You need to be poolside, sitting outside, laying in a hammock, doing something relaxing. Oh, driving your car. Oh, that's a mood. That is a mood. Um, driving your car, doing something relaxing and chill. Okay. Cause those are the vibes. Turn on the album and just live your life. Let the music sink in. That is the best way to listen to this album. When I was listening to it, when I was listening to it for the first time, I was sitting poolside 
and I thought it was so relaxing. I just loved it. A couple of the songs made me cry. I can't help it. Art provokes so much emotion out of me. I literally cannot help it. So yes, go listen to that album. And then I want to talk about Post Malone's really quickly. Post Malone's new album. He dropped 12 Carat Toothache. Ooh, I have loved Post Malone through it all. Okay. Stony, B&B, Hollywood's Bleeding, and now this album. I adore him. I'm one of those crazy people that like believes Post Malone could do no wrong. <laughs> I'm just one of those people. Okay. Something about his eyes. I just know he's a good human being. I just know it. So I'm a, I'm definitely a super fan. Okay. So I wanted to name off a couple of my favorite songs off his new album as well. Those are Wrapped Around Your Finger, I Like You, I Cannot Be, Wasting Angels, and Reputation. Okay. Those are my favorite songs from those albums. But my current inspiration is just all of the new music coming out. I have been loving it. All right, how I'm becoming the best version of myself. This one I couldn't quite come up with whenever I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about. But then I realized that I did recently make a change in my finances like i just rearranged something it's not really a huge change but i just rearranged how i was sorting some of my money and i wanted to put it on the episode just in case it's like an idea for you guys so what i did was i already have a savings account just in general for like savings for a rainy day you know i was taught you should do that so i have one of those but i actually opened up a separate savings account and it's to put all of my side gig, like side hustle money into. And I only touch this particular savings account if I'm purchasing something for my education. So I am a college student. So my tuition, my books, my parking pass, it has to be, or, or tutoring, whatever. It, may, it has to be in relevance to my education. And the reason I started doing this is because my side hustle that currently makes me money is I pet sit on the side. Like I have a little client list I have built up in my community and I pet sit for people. So um, I have a ton of jobs over the summer because everybody is like traveling because COVID's, I don't want to say COVID's done, but the regulations for traveling is lowered so people can travel again so a lot of people are going on vacation and i have so many jobs this summer i was like oh my gosh i'm just like having all this money and i didn't want to spend it mindlessly because your girl does that bad i'm one of those people that like if i'm stressed if well basically if i'm stressed or anxious or sad i go shop and it makes me feel better and i i don't know is that a healthy coping mechanism i don't think so <laughs> unless you're just like no it's probably not a it's not good for you. I know it's not good for me. So I didn't want to be spending that money mindlessly. And I really just wanted to organize that. So with all my pet sitting jobs I do, they go into the savings account. And then when it comes time to pay for tuition, books, etc., I can pull out of that account. And it's going to feel really good because I've, it's like when you think about your future self and then your future self arrives at the time when you are benefiting from thinking about your future self, if that makes sense, then you're just so proud of her. You're like, dang, I really had my back three months ago when I started saving money in the savings account. And now I can pay for these books. And it feels like I'm just freely paying for something because you're not pulling money out of your more regularly used accounts. I guess, anyways, you can apply that to anything. Um, 
gosh, I can't really think of anything else you'd apply it to because my, my world revolves around being stressed about paying for tuition, but, or like anything college related because college is so, so freaking expensive, especially if you have to pay for it on your own. Shout out to the people out there that pay for their own college. Okay. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. It's really, really stressful. And anyways, so with that being said, my, the way I'm becoming the best version of myself is by, I guess, opening up that savings account and just thinking of my future self. Something I am looking forward to is I am about to go on a week long vacation in Maine. I am so excited. I'm going with my boyfriend and parents. We are flying out of Houston and landing in Portland, Maine, not Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine. We are driving straight to Bar Harbor, Maine, which is right next to Acadia National Park, staying there for three days. And then we're taking a coastal road trip down from Bar Harbor to Portland. And we're staying another four nights in Portland where we will do all kinds of fun stuff. Whenever I think of Maine and kind of New England in general, we just happen to be going to Maine. I think of like sailing, lobsters, lighthouses, beautiful coastlines, and we're doing all of those things. So needless to say, I'm so, so, so thrilled that that is where we're going. You guys feel free to follow me on my Instagram or and or TikTok because I will be posting content there for sure. Let's jump into today's topic, which is boundaries. To start off the episode, I thought it'd be fun to Google the word boundary, okay? Google says that boundary is a noun, and it's defined as a line that marks the limit of an area or a dividing line. This is not talking about personal boundaries. <laughs> when you look at like the examples, it's very clear that it's talking about property lines and like property boundaries. But it's interesting because boundary is a boundary. And like, whether you're making a boundary in your life, like in your brain, and communicating it to someone and, and not crossing that right, or you're creating a property boundary, and you're communicating like they're the same a boundary is a boundary. But one is so literal. And one is so not. And so I wanted to compare these two for a second. And I wanted to just have a takeaway. So the property boundary is crystal clear. Like there's usually legal documentation that states like you own these dimensions of this property or, you know, this piece of land and your neighbor owns that. And, and when you put up a fence line, okay, you put up this fence line and you're legally bound not to like cross into someone else's fence or sorry, you're legally bound not to cross over someone's fence line. What if we thought of personal boundaries that way? We were like, dude, it's illegal. Like, <laughs> you know, you're going to get stabbed with bob wire if you cross my property line. You're going to get stabbed. And, um, okay, I just realized I said bob, bob wire. It's not bob wire. It's barbed. I know that. I just... It rolled off the tongue, you know? So anyways, back to the point. You're going to get stabbed with the barbed wire. Barbed. Bar You're going to get stabbed with the barbed wire if you cross on my fence line. And so take that. Okay. It's very literal. It's like, there's a fence. Don't cross it. So simple, right? 
and neighbors can even be super friendly like it's just this known friendly thing where you're like hey that's my property that's your property let's not cross it like it's all good it's chill it doesn't have to be intense like it's not this you know warfare it's just that's your property and this is mine and we just respect it whoa what if personal boundaries were taken that seriously because they should be we're talking about the emotional well-being of ourselves our mental health what if the risk of crossing an emotional or personal boundary was getting stabbed in the brain with barbed wire okay that's how we should think about it very literal black and white so i look takeaway number one is i love the idea of a property boundary because it's crystal clear like it's like clear as day I don't cross, you don't cross, boom. I'm emotionally stable, okay? The other reason I like it is because there's this like idea of like upkeep, okay? If your fence is falling apart, your grass is overgrown, okay? Your grass is freaking overgrown, it's a mess. It may start to get difficult to see the fence line. You, you know, you can't really see the property boundary. You may dabble into your neighbor's yard a little bit. You know what I mean? You may dabble over there a little bit. Well, that's not good. So it keeps, the, you have to upkeep it. You have to keep the lawn mowed and the fence high and strong. Same with personal boundaries. You gotta, you gotta keep it on the forefront of your brain. It has to be important and you have to be willing to set the boundary Okay, make it crystal clear and then upkeep it. Make sure that you're upkeeping the boundaries you've set in your life. So anyways, that's a that's my spiel on that. I thought that was interesting. When I Googled that, I was like, I blossomed an idea. A light flick, flicked on for me and I hope that a light flicked on for you because mental health is so important and boundaries play a huge role. So next time you're trying to cross your own boundaries you've set, just think, you're stabbing your brain with barbed wire. Okay, thank you, spiel over. Okay, that was fun. A little bit of comparison there. For the next section, I did some research and found seven different categories for setting boundaries, setting personal boundaries. So those include emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, spiritual boundaries, material or financial boundaries, time boundaries, and our non-negotiable boundaries. Those are the seven categories that I am just going to speak openly about. I might have some examples for some, but just a reminder, I'm not a professional. I'm just openly talking about these. So take everything with a grain of salt. This is just a way to bring some knowledge and light on the importance of setting boundaries. So let's get into it. The first one we are going to talk about is emotional boundaries. So this one has everything to do with, you guessed it, your emotions. This one is actually the most difficult one to address in my personal opinion because oftentimes they have to do with somebody else so these types of boundaries are going to be all about not letting somebody else invalidate your emotions and also about you 
taking acknowledgement and ownership of your emotions and standing up for them because obviously that's super important. Whenever I think of examples of boundaries you might want to put in place so that you can maintain a healthy level of emotional state, I kind of think of like an example that definitely comes to my head is if maybe you have a group of friends or a friend that is constantly talking about other people or gossiping. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't like to gossip. I mean, anyone listening to like self-development, anything, I'm like, that's just not the vibe. So if you have a friend that is constantly talking about someone else, like, well, they're not there. And I mean, you don't want to be a part of that. So a boundary may be that you expect not to talk about other people. Like, for example, you can say, I don't feel comfortable discussing this. If someone's constantly talking about someone else, and then I have even personally removed or stopped being friends with someone because that seems to be all that they ever want to do. So that could be a potential boundary that you have to put up. Yes, sounding boundaries can cause a loss in relationships, unfortunately. But we have to keep in mind that when you're setting boundaries, they're to give you a better quality of life. Like it's so that you can thrive and have healthy relationships and live like a healthy day-to-day life. So anything that's removed from setting boundaries wasn't meant for you in the first place. Because when you set boundaries, you're essentially being your most authentic self because that's what you want. That's why you're setting the boundary. So this one's a lot. This one's loaded. Okay. And I started with this one because I was like, let's just hit the ground running with emotional boundaries. They're difficult, guys. They're really difficult. And another example I actually have for you is if someone is degrading you, belittling you, chastising you in any sort of way, whether that be a friend, family member, a intimate partner, that is not okay. Someone who invalidates your feelings or like I said, like belittles you, like speaks speaks to you in a manner that you do not want, that needs to be removed from your life. So setting a boundary in that way and sticking to that boundary is absolutely critical or that person does not need to be in your life. So that's another really good example. And the thing is, sometimes we need boundaries with ourselves. We really do. If if you know that something you're doing is causing you to be mean to yourself, then you need to stop doing it. So an example I came up with in that way is scrolling on social media. Maybe you know that when you spend too much time on social media, you get into this mindset of, ultra comparison and jealousy and envy and you know that social media causes that to come out in you and a boundary you an emotional boundary you may need to put up is to stop being on social media altogether or significantly reduce it because you know that your emotional state is affected by that and Guys, if your emotional state's out of whack long-term, because obviously it's natural for humans to go through a variety of emotions, it's natural and normal, but if you're constantly provoked in a negative way, you need to make some changes, like some serious changes in your life. You can set boundaries to do this. You can create habits to do this. But of course, today on this episode, we're talking about boundaries. So that's kind of my spiel on emotional boundaries. Remember, they have everything to do with maintaining 
emotional and mental health. So it has everything to do with emotions, everything to do with your feelings. The next category I wanted to talk about is your physical boundaries. So this has everything to do with your physical body and the bubble that surrounds your physical body. So this kind of encompasses personal space, your comfort level with being touched, your physical needs such as sleep, drink, food, and also exercise. So this is the type of stuff that has to do with physical boundaries. So whenever I think of physical boundaries, I think of boundaries with myself mostly. Like, of course, your comfortability with being touched is definitely a thing. So are you a hugger, a non-hugger? You know, how close do you like people to you? Are you comfortable with saying, you know, either excusing yourself from a situation or asking someone to please take a step back from you? Like, I feel like that stuff is just kind of like stuff you can handle on your own. I don't think it's necessary you tell people to get away from you or, I mean, I guess it's okay to be like, hey, I prefer not to be hugged. That's totally fine. But with this one, I really feel like it's a personal thing. Um, or at least for my life stage right now, I feel like that's how I am. So an example, let's just jump to examples is number one is I like getting my proper sleep. Okay. So if a boundary I have for myself is I always have a cut off working time at night and it's not so I can have this extravagant nighttime routine, which isn't a bad or good thing. I just, it's not for that reason. It's so I can get my butt in bed and read so that I can go to sleep because reading helps me go to sleep. So I have a major boundary with myself that whatever time I have to wake up in the morning, I am in bed so that I can ensure I get seven to nine hours of sleep that night. I have found now that I'm 26, it's taken me some time to figure this out. Trust me. I used to chronically undersleep. I remember when I was like 20, I would like try to thrive off of five hours of sleep per night. I was like chronically underslept. And I've just figured out like, no girl, I have better thinking processes, like less brain fog. I'm less grouchy. Um, I interact with people much better. I'm less hungry. I, I don't feel this need to like drink coffee and eat things all the time because I'm properly slept. Like there's just guys. <laughs> so a boundary I have is to sleep properly. So that's kind of a, just a boundary with myself. It's up to me to keep that boundary going. And then another one is I really like alone time. So for me, I feel like alone time, maybe physical, I don't know if this really falls under physical boundaries, but it's the example I wrote down. Having alone time is really important to me. And it's actually, actually this does involve other people. It's important that my closest friends and my partner and my parents, you know, the people I'm closest to, like my little circle of people know this about myself because whenever I decline a plan, I need my people to know, like I decline an offer to do something with my friends. I need my people to know it's because I'm so busy and I need alone time away from my work, my studies, and just like to be alone. And if my friends don't know that, I could be offending them. So it's really up to me to make sure that I'm like, hey girl, I love you. I love hanging out with you. Duh. But look, I just, I need some alone time. Like I need to just be by myself. So I'm sorry, I have to decline this. And a part of having mature friendships is A, my ability to relay how I'm feeling to my friend so that they fully understand like, hey, it's not about you and I still wanna see you. 
it's about me. And then the other part of that is my friend understanding that. So it's like a two-way street for sure. And I'd be lying if I said I hadn't lost friends because of this or not really lost friends, but kind of just friendships that have fizzled out because there's just not that mutual understanding there. And that's totally fine. That what what's not what at this point in my life, like what's not meant for me is not meant for me. Like I'm like, it's just not I'm nice and kind to everybody. I try to communicate really effectively so that I can not offend anyone. And if it's not for me, it's not for me. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's another physical boundary I have is just like, I need time alone. I know that my people know that. And then another example I have, because I kind of wanted to touch on like food drink, because I thought that was an interesting, like when I was doing research and was talking about food and drink being a physical boundary, I was like, okay, that that's like borderline toxic. I don't. So when you're setting these physical boundaries, like, please don't be like toxic about it. Um, I hate to like say that, but I just feel like anything with food and drink can get that way. I mean, y'all know, y'all know. So my only boundary I have with drinking is literally drinking like consuming alcohol I just I don't do it and I try not I try to avoid places where that's like the main event because I genuinely do not like the way alcohol makes me feel I do not like being out of control and overall I just it's not for me I don't have fun I don't like being around people who are intoxicated so I'm sorry no offense I hope I'm not offending anybody by saying that it's just real it's it's just very authentic to who I am and there's absolutely no judgment and yeah that's just kind of me but that's physical boundaries has everything to do with the physical body so when you think of a physical boundary think your personal space food drink sleep exercise sexual boundaries when I was doing research on this topic, I found out that in, in, that this is going to encompass more than just your sexual preferences. It also had a very large emphasis on consent and learning someone's sexual history and how that those are more those are more mature conversations. So the more mature you are as a person, the easier these conversations are to have. But it, I just kind of wanted to contribute to the space of saying or of, I wanted to contribute to being one of the people talking about how important it is to have open conversations with potential sexual partners before we start becoming intimate. Like that is huge. And I really like the idea of that. And I do definitely think it's something more mature people do, right? Like I didn't do this with my first sexual partner, but I am doing it now with the sexual partner I have where it's like we have open conversations about our preferences, sexual history. Obviously consent is a part of that conversation, how far we're willing to go with certain things. And I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and I think more people should be doing that. I think we should be advocating for that, whether you're young, old, like it doesn't matter what age you are. I think that is so healthy to do. And if we could normalize that more, maybe people would be making more informed decisions about what kind of sexual partners they want. And they'd have that room to blossom and have the knowledge and make good decisions. And I just thought that was interesting because if I knew it wasn't weird to have this conversation with a sexual partner like hey how many sexual partners have you had have you had an std like let's talk about consent before we're almost in each other's pants kind of thing i just think that's really healthy so that is what a sexual boundary is it has everything to do with those and a sexual boundary i have like to give you guys an example is i prefer one sexual partner at a time and i also prefer 
my partner to prefer that. So I don't just say my preference. I ask theirs. I say, what is your preference? Have you ever experienced having multiple sexual partners at a time? Is that something you're interested in? Are you into monogamy? Are you into something else? Like I like to know those details because my emotional state could be affected by their answer. So that's really important to me. Another sexual boundary I have is I will never send pictures of myself to, you know, somebody. So it's important that my partner knows that I don't want pictures from them. They will not receive pictures from me. That is not something that I will do. And I don't want to be asked to do that. That's not something I do. So that's also something that's really important to me. But your imagination or a Google search can come up with more boundaries if you're curious or you want to go down and if you want to go down that path of looking up stuff like that. But those are some examples I have for you guys. I could probably make a whole podcast episode over sex and women's health and everything like that. I'm very passionate about this subject, but yeah, that's, that's sexual boundaries. It's really important. Next up is spiritual and religious boundaries. These are put in place to protect your right to believe in what you want, worship who you wish to, and practice your spiritual or religious beliefs freely and openly. So this one, I I can't relate to too, too much. I don't have, I couldn't honestly say I have a spiritual boundary set in my life right now. So not really the person to turn to for this one, but I wanted to include it because I know tons of people are spiritual and or religious. So it's important that I think we talk about it. And there is one area I do relate to when it comes to boundaries. It's not a boundary I really have in place, but it's something I can relate to and maybe you guys can too. So a lot of us were born into religions um, that maybe we don't agree with anymore or we've deviated from it in some capacity. Like maybe you were raised in a Christian Baptist church and maybe you feel st- still feel you're a Christian but not a Baptist Christian. You know, just to give an example, I also have a friend that grew up in the Mormon church and she removed herself from that once she came of age where she, you know, was independently thinking and taking care of herself and things like that. And, you know, that's not everybody's story. A lot of people find so much comfort in religion. And I think that is beautiful and amazing. And whatever you choose to practice should have zero, zero judgment ever from anyone. And that's another boundary in itself. If you're feeling any shame or embarrassment or any kind of negativity towards anybody trying to say something about your religion, like I think that's a boundary that should go up right away with that individual. But also if you are having these mixed thoughts and kind of, you know, just maybe discovering other things, I think that it's important to have boundaries with people that may be making you feel uncomfortable about the decision to walk away as well. So I just think it's like a two-lane street, um, you know, either going towards religion or away. I think all humans in general should just support each other because, I mean, think about it. If someone's spirituality or religion is bringing them comfort and peace and joy, who am I to take that away from someone? Like, who are you to take that away from someone? So – I don't know. I I feel like if I see anybody joyous and comfortable in their life, I just, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're not hurting anybody. And 
is I don't care what you're doing or what your beliefs are. Why would I? Like, who freaking cares? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I feel like I'm just going to babble on about this, but don't judge people's religion, like seriously. And don't don't even have an opinion on it. Like if someone's happy, be happy for them. Seriously. Like life is pretty freaking hard. And so just like be happy for people. So that's why I wanted to keep this category in there. I just feel like there's tons of spiritual and religious people out there. There's nothing right about that. There's nothing wrong about that. There's just, it's neutral. It's neutral ground. And if it's making you happy, then you know, I'm happy. And if it's making me happy, I hope you're happy for me. <laughs> so that's spiritual boundaries. I'm sorry, not very insightful, but yeah, that's spiritual boundaries. Material and financial boundaries. So this one's going to have to do everything with protecting your financial resources and possessions. So your right to spend your money as you choose to get a loan or to not get a loan, and then what you choose to kind of spend your money on in general. So as someone in her 20s, I find that a lot of my boundaries have to do with myself. So I earn a specific amount of money and what I choose to spend that money on or how I choose to save the money is boundaries I have in place with myself, if that makes sense. But this type of boundary does go beyond this. So I just touched on financial part of it, but then there's the material part of it. So like I said, when I was doing research, it was this was non-relatable, but it also talked a lot about like your willingness to share something. So letting someone borrow something, so your laptop, car, sleeping on your couch or your spare bedroom, those types of things would fall under your possessions and your material items that you may have boundaries in place that protect yourself in your things. So like for me, I'm not at a stage where I would let anybody borrow my laptop or car because I need those all the time. And I'm never home. So I mean, I guess I would let someone sleep on my couch if they really needed to, but it's just comfortability with that type of stuff. And anything to do with your material belongings. I know we talked about like emotional boundaries being everything to do with your emotions and feelings and then physical boundaries having to do with your actual body. Well, this material and financial has everything to do with your stuff. So what kind of stuff you like in your house, what you're willing to share, your financial habits, things like that. Um, so a boundary that I have in place, for example, is I have a limit to how much shopping I'll do per month, like an actual financial limit. Like I'm like, you can shop whatever you want and like spend freely, but you can only spend this much. And then I have another boundary in place that says if it's going to be over x amount of dollars you have to save up for it as just a good habit to not overspend or overindulge so that is a by a boundary i have in place with myself to protect my finances so that's an example i have but material and financial boundaries has everything to do with your money and your belongings time boundaries is the next one i wanted to talk about at this stage in my life i do feel very pulled to this type of boundary this one, I'm like star, 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 highlight, 
I really like this one because it's very important to my life right now, being pulled in so many directions and having my time limited because of school and work and like trying to figure everything out. So this one I am very pulled towards. I think it's really important. All of us take a good look at what we're willing to spend time on and look at also we are where we're wasting time. So Time boundaries are here to protect your time. They protect you from agreeing to things you don't want to do, having people waste your time, and also being overworked. So this just falls into so many different categories like work, school, friendships, relationships, your personal habits of like wasting time on your phone or in front of the TV or you know, going to the gym for three hours instead of one or 30 minutes and just certain things like that. So something I do personally, just because I'm such a busy beast, uh, like combat against time is time blocking. That's like a tool I use to make sure I'm always staying on top of not wasting time. But an example I have of a boundary I have set in my in my life right now is time I'm willing to spend on social media apps and also my screen time. So I won't allow myself to have a screen time over X amount of hours. And I won't allow my time doom scrolling. I don't let myself doom scroll at all whatsoever. I'm pretty much not ever doom scrolling. I did have a time period where I was constantly having to remove the apps off my phone. And that was actually a really good thing I did because it taught me to not use the apps as much. Really the only app that I let myself really look at and feel inspired from is Pinterest because that's really the only app that I feel inspired from. I would say that in YouTube. I really enjoy consuming those two forms of content. Everything else, I like them to a limit. You know what I mean? Like Instagram, I love pretty pictures and pretty things. So Instagram is appealing to me. Of course, sometimes I like to laugh. So TikTok TikTok is fun, but when you're just scrolling for hours upon end, guys, it just ain't it. It's just not a good use of time. Um, another type of boundary I have is I cut off when I'm like done working at the end of the day. As I told you earlier in the episode, sleeping is really important to me. It it just is so vital to me. So cutting off when I work at night and not letting myself like study all night or create all night or work all night, whatever it may be, is that's vital. I mean, that's a boundary I have in place and is very important to me. I like to sleep and spend seven to nine hours per night sleeping. And that's something I dedicate time to. Another thing is like how much time you're willing to spend cooking, cleaning, exercising, social time, Um, I'm someone that likes alone time. So I like to have dedicated time to being alone and like being creative and things like that. But other people, I have friends that need a lot of social hours and that really recharges them. So that is something that you may consider you need instead of limiting. But, um, I did want to give an example of work as well. If you work at a job that is overworking you, you may need to scale back how much time you're giving to that job if it's making you that unhappy. Um, I understand that the the world goes round with money and I definitely know what it feels like to be really, really tight with money. So sometimes you do have to go through hard times of like 
grinding it out when it comes to work. And I'm just being real because I've been there and I know, and it sucks to have people say, you know, your quality of life is more important than money. And I'm like, dude, I kind of pay my bills. So like, I definitely get it. But to start just making shifts, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, instead of working 40 hours a week, can you, can we only schedule 35 and like start making little shifts in your life? And then in those extra five hours you have be at home and be putting in time and effort into something else you can be doing, not that job that's draining you so badly. So it really sucks being stuck in a job you don't like <laughs> because our jobs make up so much of our time, but it's it's up to us to make those transitions and make those shifts. And no, you're not going to spend every waking hour of your time doing something you love, but to start thinking in that way so you can start transitioning to spending more hours in the day doing something you love rather than what you don't love, if that makes sense. So, okay, I feel like I went on a really big spiel about time. I don't even know if anything I said was good, but time boundaries is so important. I feel like it's so relatable and, of course, so important. The last one I wanted to talk to you guys about is non-negotiable boundaries. Now, this one's heavy. This one's a lot. So I don't, I don't want it to be heavy. I just want it to be something you guys are aware exists. So when you think of non-negotiables, think of like your core values. Like you won't cheat, you won't steal – those types of things. And then maybe qualities about you that you hold true. Like you're an honest person or, or you do not gossip. Like these types of things. One that's really, really, I, I'm super passionate about. I like people to know I'm passionate about it. My partner knows how important this is to me. And it's important that it's important to my partner as well. And that is integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing when no one's watching. So even when nobody's watching, even if it's the easier way out, you still do the right thing. I have had that drilled into my head since I was a baby. And I'm so, so thankful to my parents for that and all the organizations I've been in that have taught me that because integrity is a really big one for me. But that doesn't really encompass what a non-negotiable boundary is, right? I feel like non-negotiable boundaries are more like I don't steal things or – I don't cheat on my partner if I'm in a monogamous relationship. So those are kind of more like non-negotiables. I, I found some other examples as well. So maybe a non-negotiable boundary that you have is having a clean and uncluttered living space. That could be a non-negotiable boundary for you. So um, you know, just keeping your space really clean, having a weekly or Every three-day cleaning routine might be something that's just non-negotiable for you. It, it helps you stay clear-minded and overall healthy. Um, another one might be living debt-free. So maybe it's really important to you that you save up money and pay for things instead of going to debt. Now, we won't even get into financial health, but maybe that's something that is big for you. Um one for me that I wanted to give example, a personal example of is it's very important to me that I go on travel adventures. This is like a non-negotiable for me. I am constantly having a trip that I have planned and ready to go to. Like the second I'm done with one, one's in the queue because a quality that I have is I, I like, I want to see the world. I want to see other cultures and be around different types of people and learn new things. And traveling is just so near and dear to my heart. And so that's kind of a non-negotiable I have. Um, 
now that's kind of personal, right? But when I think of non-negotiables, I really think a lot about my like intimate partner and someone who's not married yet. You know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have like a list of things that are non-negotiable for me. So one, like, so whenever I have a partner, right? And we're talking about life and our future, and this could be someone that I marry one day. There's things that I like him to know about and know that I'm very serious about. And, you know, number one, I think you guys, I've made it clear at this point that I care about no cheating in a relationship. So that is a non-negotiable. The other one I care about is being like having a job my whole life. Like I will always want to have a job and a career. I want to be a medical doctor. So it's really important that my future spouse knows that about me and is aware of my potential salary and that even though I may want kids, I will always be working always be working because that's something I, I hold true to myself. And so that's another non-negotiable is, you know, it has to do a lot with relationships. Um, a non-negotiable with friendships. I feel like I've mentioned this already, but is gossiping. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you talk about other people. I want to talk about books. I want to talk about travel. I want to talk about your personal problems and my personal problems. I want to talk about, um, your future, my future, our past. Like those are the types of things I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about other people. It's just not cute to me. Look, I do want to talk about Real Housewives or The Bachelorette, right? (laughs) But I don't want to talk about people we actually know when they're not there. So that's a non-negotiable for me at this point. Another friend non-negotiable is them understanding, truly, truly understanding um, and being aware of my need for alone time so that my friends are never offended by me because I don't, I don't ever want to offend my friends. I love my friends. So that's another non-negotiable for me. Workplace non-negotiables would be, um, not doing anything that would affect my mental health, I guess. I'm sorry. That one's not that good, but something that wouldn't affect my mental health. So like having a boss, or a colleague that is constantly belittling me. Like if that situation couldn't get handled by placing a boundary, then I would want to start looking for a different workplace, right? So things that are just non-negotiable, I feel like those are some pretty good examples. But yeah, I feel like if there's anything that you should do, you should try to start making a list of non-negotiables because they are very protective of you, which is what we're trying to achieve. So those are the seven categories I have. I'm sorry if I explained any of them bad because like I said, I'm not a professional. I just wanted to make an episode about this. And I was just really humbled whenever I was doing my research. I was like, wow, I'm I'm nowhere near being good at explaining any of these boundaries, but I hope it was helpful. I hope I, you guys were able to draw some connections and maybe think about boundaries that you, you might need in your life. You're like, oh shoot, maybe I need to set a boundary in that area. So those are seven categories that I found. There's definitely more boundaries out there. You can Google it, look at, try to look at some reputable pages to find information on these topics. But those are the ones I found and wanted to talk about today. Now I want to tell you areas of your life that boundaries could positively affect or negatively affect if you don't have boundaries set in them. So areas, one, yourself, you and yourself. (laughs) So you might need to set some boundaries with, with you. The next one is your workplace or your career. The next one, school. And then organizations or committees that you might be involved with. 
And then the last three are your romantic partner or partners, family, and friends. So these are all the areas that you might want to consider when thinking about setting boundaries in your life. The next topic is how to set boundaries. So so how to actually set them, how to figure out where you need a boundary. You may be listening to this episode and you're like, I don't even know where to start, you know? And I don't think it's good to just set boundaries willy-nilly. I think that they should really come from you and you should feel like it is going to make a positive impact in your life to set the boundary. I mean, you don't need to have random brick walls built up for no reason. Like a boundary is there because it is to protect your health. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I want to say is that the the to answer the question how to set a boundary is a absolutely loaded question because not all boundaries include just you you know and so setting boundaries is sometimes super uncomfortable and awkward like you can't do it like there's times in my life there's there is times right now present as we speak where i'm like i know i need a boundary but i have no idea how to address it and so that's the reality That is just the reality of it. So I have two tips. As I promised at the beginning of the episode, I have two tips. The first one, get out a piece of paper and write down all of the areas of life that boundaries might affect that I mentioned just a second ago. So just write them down at the top of a piece of paper and make sure there's enough room underneath each of those areas so you can write bullet points. The bullet points are are for you to write the boundary you want in that area. So I'll repeat the areas. It's self work or career, school, organizations or committees, romantic partner or partners, family and friends. So to shut everything off, no podcast going, no music, no YouTube video, no TV, no Google searching, just you in these different areas of life. Having that sit in front of you and you thinking about areas that are just not going as great as you want them to and thinking about some potential boundaries that might you might benefit from because it's hard to figure those out when they're not happening right in front of you, right? So maybe you can't think of any. So I'm going to give you two examples to kind of stimulate this. So number one, I wanted to just do under the area of life of yourself because for me personally like like at the stage of life i'm in right now i have a lot of boundaries with my own dang self i'm like i'm the one that needs the work you know what i'm saying so one boundary i have with myself is limiting tv time i personally like watching tv like look i just do okay i grew up watching tv i I grew up with disney channel and nickelodeon like hello of course i like watching tv it's like the greatest tv shows and movies of all time if you know you know so anyways i have to limit how much tv i watch oh and i also love the bachelor and bachelorette so also it's not good why are those episodes so long anyways i limit how much tv i'll watch i'm way too busy to be spending as much time as i could watching tv so i only allow myself to say one hour of tv per day so that's a good boundary you could have with yourself um other ones could be like screen time or time that you spend on social media apps so those are some boundaries you might have with yourself and then another one that you could have in 
place. And this is from personal experience. It has to do with a job that I had. I was scheduled to work 40 hours a week. Like that's what I agreed to. That's what my contract said. I was a full-time worker. I don't exceed 40 hours a week. I got to a point, I worked at a hospital, by the way, hospitals do this. So your some of your draws are going to drop, but I got to a point and it was over COVID. I was working, 50, I was scheduled and working 50 to 60 hours per week. And to say my mental health declined significantly is an, the understatement of the year. Um, it was not good. I was a, yeah, it was just bad. And so a boundary I set was I collected all my thoughts and I would like, I remember I wrote on like a Word document the hours that I should be scheduled, the hours I've been getting scheduled, and then I bullet pointed the reasons I needed to be scheduled only 40 hours per week. And I wanted to talk about that with my the person that basically like the administrator management um, person. So I went in there and I had a very professional and mature conversation about how I was uncomfortable that I was being scheduled that much, even though the hospital needs help. And I, at this point moving forward, will not accept more than 40 hours a week. And of course that was in my contract. So I'm not doing anything out of the realm of what I'm allowed to do or say. So I went in and I was just real mature about it. And I told them, and I was never scheduled that much again. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was like a revolutionary period for me. I figured out that you as the worker have more power than what you think. And it takes confidence and it also takes maturity. Like you can't go in being rude and, you know, expecting to get your way. So it takes like maturity slash professionalism and being confident in yourself and like having the courage to go in there and have that conversation with someone who has power over you. They really do. I mean, they had straight up power over me. I was getting, I was truly scheduled 60 hour weeks, some weeks, and it was crazy. And it was during COVID. So I noticed less because I wasn't able to do a whole lot during COVID. And because I worked in a hospital, it like people needed help. And I don't know, it was just one of those things that was really crazy. But even though the hospital needed help, my mental health was really is so incredibly important and so is yours. So wow, that was a really long rant, but <laughs> that is a boundary I set in my workplace. And <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I really went off there. But that's a boundary I have set in place. Those are two examples to help stimulate setting your own boundaries because this is about you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, so that is tip number one is just turning everything off and trying to focus in on what boundaries would benefit your life. Now, tip number two, this one is good. So I really, really encourage you guys to do this one. Just trust me. I want you to get your phones, your phone and open up a new note in your notes app and right at the top of it, like make the heading of the note potential boundaries. And this is what you're going to do for the next month. Like sticky note this where you'll see it. Put a sticky note on your mirror, on your office, wherever you're going to see it. And just write the word boundaries, okay? Because that is our focus for the next month. And the reason we have the notes app is because every single time you feel uncomfortable with a situation, I want you to put it in your notes app. Every time. Every time. So let's say going back to the work example, let's say you get your schedule out and you've been noticing you've been getting scheduled unfairly or too many hours or not enough hours. Okay. And it's making you uncomfortable. It's giving you a little like, mm, like a weird feeling. You're like, I don't know if I like that. Write it in your notes app. 
because boundaries, they can be very uncomfortable and difficult to address and set. So we're not going to set them right away. We're going to put it in our notes app. Okay. Getting my schedule made me feel uncomfortable. You know, you can put whatever explanation or how much verbiage you want into that. Another example would be, let's say you have, you're in school and someone, you know, maybe a friend has always been asking you to help her a little bit too much with her homework, or she wants your study guides or your Quizlet stuff or whatever it may be. And it's starting to make you uncomfortable. And maybe you don't know if it's something you want to address yet, but you're acknowledging that it's making you uncomfortable. So you put it in your notes app. Okay. Next, you have a colleague or someone in your sorority, or you have someone in an organization you're in, or you have your partner, like your BF, GF, whatever. They are making you feel weird about something. Like they, I'm trying to think of an example. They're coming home late. That's a good one. They're coming home late, or maybe you don't live with them. So um, they are. I don't know. Maybe that's still the example. Like even if you don't live with them, if they like are staying out late and it's something you don't really like, then you acknowledge that and maybe you you don't want to confront it yet. So you just put it in your notes app. You're like, you're just, you're stacking up all of these things that are just making you uncomfortable in your notes app. And we're going to do this for a full month. Okay. You're going to do it for a full month and then you're going to reevaluate at the end of that month. And you're going to try to start placing boundaries where you see fit. Now, my tip for placing the actual placement of the boundaries is A, it's going to take courage. Okay. It really is. And B, you might lose people. Like let that sink in. You might lose people. And that sucks and that hurts. And I'm not even going to sugarcoat that one at all whatsoever because I've lost people from setting boundaries and heartbroken. You know what I'm saying? Like I did not like that, but at the end of the day, it's what's best for you and your mental health and it's worth it. And that's why you don't want to make rash decisions. That's why I really like this notes app thing because you're like, okay, um, we'll, we'll just see. Like, yes, I acknowledge that that's maybe affecting my mental health and don't love that. So I'm going to put it in my notes app. Um, another one, and sorry, I'm looking at my notes right now on my computer and I had another example being one shopaholic to the next. Okay. Uh, if you ever are at target and like, let's say you spent too much money and it made you uncomfortable. That's another good example of something you would put in your notes app. You know what I mean? You just put it in there, spent X amount of money at target. I'm acknowledging that that made me feel uncomfortable. So yeah. And then, like I said, after that, the actual doing uh, like placing of the boundary of course is a thing so after uh, you know however i i advise at least a month of doing the notes app thing and then reevaluating and placing boundaries where you see fit and where you're comfortable placing them um if it has to be with someone else like a family member or friend or even partner to like i guess um i think a good ease into that is texting. Like I hate to be that person, but sometimes things are so freaking weird. I know one time, like I'm not going to get into the intimate details of this because I don't need to, but one time I had to tell my parents something that was like super awkward and I texted them in a group text and I told them what I had to tell them. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I just feel uncomfortable saying, I told them this. I was like, I feel really uncomfortable saying this in person and I really don't want to talk about it further than this, but this is what's going on. And I got nothing but love in return, which obviously is a testament to how awesome my parents are, but we never talked about it after that ever. Like that was it. And 
yeah, I, so I've had really good experience with just texting someone something as long as you're really transparent and you're like, hey, don't want to talk about this any further unless there's something you need to say, but this is what's going on and I love you, blah, 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 whatever it may be. So texting can be a really good tool. If it is your partner, I maybe don't recommend texting. I recommend like telling them in person and just letting them know there's something serious you need to talk to them about that's making you uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. Um, Work, keep it profesh. Like that's the only advice I have to give. Like uh, keep it professional. Make sure you're not out of the bounds, out of the boundaries of what you're allowed to say or do. Like you don't want to lose your job. And what's the other? other categories. Yeah, that kind of encompasses a lot. So those are some tips, tricks, things I have to say about that. Oh, one other thing. Wow. Sorry. One other thing is that you have to keep up with these boundaries. It's not just about setting them. Girl, it's up to you to keep up with them. So I feel like once you set a boundary though, like you take the leap of like setting the boundary, it's pretty easy to keep up with unless it's the ones that fall under the area of like you keeping the boundary like it's only you involved, like the TV time or screen time examples. Those are a little bit different, but either way, it's up to you to keep the boundary alive and going. Remember, it's kind of like, remember at the very beginning of the episode where I was like, oh, we're going to compare a property boundary to a personal boundary. Same, same. Like you got to keep the lawn mowed and you got to keep that clear line, that, that fence line, strong and tall and healthy so that boundaries aren't being crossed and you are staying healthy. (laughs) So boundaries not only protect your time and energy, but they also protect your relationships. They, were, they protect your relationships. They, may, they make us examine our own limits and challenge us to communicate more directly, which helps to prevent miscommunication, misunderstanding, and the buildup of resentment or even burnout. So boundaries can be super beneficial. Um, and I hope that this whole entire episode you guys found helpful. If you guys have any questions, I do have a podcast Instagram page. It's at pivoting with Emily. And I would love if you guys went over there and followed the the Instagram page. And if you have any questions, I have like no followers as of right now. So if you guys have any questions, I will definitely answer them with great detail. But um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, be sure to go over there and ask me, give me a follow. I also have like non-podcast Instagram pages, like personal ones. So I have at Emily Skinner. That's on TikTok, Instagram, and on YouTube. I also have a YouTube channel. And as far as this episode goes, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, be sure to give me a five-star rating. If you did enjoy it, feel free to leave me a review. And that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one.